mindfulness mode. She said she could just escape any stress or frustration just by simply doing that. Hey, Mindful Tribe, welcome to the show. This is Bruce Langford. Thank you for joining us today. And today's episode is entitled A Mindful Getaway. You see, my wife and I decided to get away for a day and enjoy a relaxing, you know, a mindful experience outside of our regular circle of existence. I mean, I'm usually pretty busy doing lots of things like working on my podcast or, uh, you know, doing, I have quite a few things on the go, but we decided to go to an island where there's almost no traffic, beautiful gardens, breathtaking views and stunning beaches. We wanted our day to include swimming, if possible, and we also wanted to have good access to great food and snacks, if if we wanted snacks, so that we could travel without taking much with us, except for maybe water and a bathing suit. Does this sound too good to be true? You know, it does, to me, sound too good to be true, but that's what we were hoping for. And also, we hoped to go to a place we had never visited before. It would be a brand new destination. And sometimes, you know, you can plan a mindful experience. And if you're purposeful and you think about it, it can come true. And that's exactly what happened with us because we just, we thought about it for a while and thought, you know, where could we go on a day trip? There are lots of places around here where we can go, but We thought about this experience we were hoping to have, and then a a possible destination popped into my mind. And before I tell you where it is, let me give you a few more details. We didn't want to have to drive there and find parking. We didn't want that. It's not that I mind driving, but, you know, it can be kind of relaxing if you don't have to drive, you know, especially in a city. We didn't want to uh, break the bank. We didn't want it to cost a fortune. We wanted it to be someplace that would be either free to go to or at least very inexpensive. So as I talk about this, I do realize it sounds more like a fantasy than reality. How could we possibly find a place that fits all the parameters that I've mentioned? It seems impossible, right? Well, actually we did it. And the day included everything I've mentioned above. Now to backtrack a bit, I've had a lot of experiences where I've gone somewhere, probably driven there, and either, you know, I got mixed up with directions, or I didn't get there at the expected time, or or something else just didn't go right. I mean, you know, think of anything that can go wrong, and I've probably experienced it. I've lost my keys, I've gotten locked out on a hotel balcony, I've arrived on the wrong date or gotten sick immediately after arriving somewhere, I've forgotten where I parked my car. I mean, I mean, usually things go smoothly when I travel, but not always. I've definitely had all sorts of challenges pop up. I mean, that one experience of being locked out on the balcony that I mentioned, well, that was unforgettable. I traveled about three hours from home to attend a music teacher's conference. And I remember my hotel room looked over a lake and it was very close to the water. The view was just amazing. It was uh, nice weather. I, I woke up on the Sunday morning and I decided to go to the gym to work out because the hotel did have a gym. so But I was looking outside my windows, and I was like wowed by this beautiful view looking out on the water. 
I thought, oh, I'll just, I'll just get some fresh air. And I stepped out in the balcony to enjoy the beauty of the morning. And just as I stepped outside, my heart instantly sunk just a bit. As I stepped out there, I realized that the sliding patio door had just closed behind me and I'd heard a distinct click. Could the door have locked behind me? I'm sure that couldn't happen. I mean, that was my thought. I'm sure that couldn't happen. But as I turned around to open the door, I discovered it was definitely locked. How could that door possibly have locked behind me, I thought. But it was definitely locked. And there I was standing outside in my shorts and a t-shirt. Now, this was April in Canada. And I said it was, I said it was nice weather. And I I liked the weather, but the temperature was not on the warm side at all. In fact, it was around 4 degrees C, which is in the 30s for Fahrenheit, like 39 degrees Fahrenheit or something. I was in my 20s and it was, you know, back when, thinking back, I was a fairly reserved person, at least in my opinion. I, I, was, I was standing out there without even a chair to sit on or, I mean, anything else. It was just like the cement, the concrete floor and everything. And the only thing visible when I looked down was water. Like you couldn't look down and see a parking lot. You couldn't see people. There was no dock. There was no pier. And there was no way that somebody was just going to casually appear down there. It was obvious after I was out there for a few minutes, like there was nobody down there. There were no, no people around. It took me a few minutes to get to the place where I realized, look, I, I was just going to have to yell until somebody heard me. And that didn't feel very comfortable. It took me a few minutes to get up the nerve to start yelling. And at first, I didn't yell very loudly. But then I realized nobody was hearing me and I'd have to yell as loud as I possibly could if my voice was ever going to be heard. So I, I started yelling even louder and even more persistently. Well, it seemed like forever. It seemed like my voice was getting hoarse. It seemed like, oh, Jesus, is anybody ever going to hear me. But finally, somebody came out on the balcony above me. I'm sure they were trying to sleep because it was a Sunday morning, like I said. Somebody came out on the balcony above me and they offered to lower a blanket down so I could get bundled up. They called the front desk and told them what was going on. Well, unfortunately, I had locked my door to the room with the privacy lock. So when the hotel staff arrived at the door, they couldn't get into my room. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, so break down the door. So, But they were not willing to do that. I was out on that balcony for like more than an hour, huddled in this blanket. And they're just telling me, well, just hold on. You know, we're going to do something. Finally, the maintenance staff at the hotel finally was able to put up a ladder to the outside of the building somehow. And they got up there with tools to get the sliding door off its track and then gain access to the room. I mean, I, I remember feeling humiliated, frustrated, discouraged. If mindfulness had been a part of my life back then, I'm sure I would have not felt those emotions. I would have, you know, I mean, I think I would have dealt with it differently in my mind, I would have been able to move through the situation without feeling so discouraged. And I mean, I think I actually, you know, in some ways I was beating myself up. I was somehow blaming myself, thinking like, how could I have let this happen? And yet, 
you know, I, I thought to myself, yeah, no hotel should have a sliding door going out to the balcony where if it closes behind me, it's going to just lock. Now, if this happened to me today, I'd be aware of my thoughts and I'd start to use affirmations. I would probably begin to meditate. I would ask the question to myself, am I safe? Am I going to survive? You know, is this a life and death situation? And can this be a learning experience? And I'll tell you, it definitely was a learning experience. I mean, I'm always careful if I think a door is going to close behind me and I might be in a place where I can't easily escape. Anyway, back to our getaway, this dream getaway that, well, it just happened three days ago, this this past Thursday. So it's still very fresh in my mind. You see, we visited Toronto quite a few times because it's the closest or one of the closest big cities to where we live here in Ontario. So last year we went on a little cruise on Lake Ontario and back then we wanted to visit Toronto Island, but we didn't have time that day. And you see, we've heard a few things about Toronto Island, but we've never been there before. Uh, All the things we've heard about it were positive, but you know, we never really talked to anybody that had spent any amount of time there. We'd read about it online, and it said vehicles were not allowed there. It told about an amusement park called Centerville Amusement Park, and it said there were trails, bike rentals, restaurants, you know, things like that. We found out we could take a bus all the way to Union Station in Toronto. Then it would be a short walk to the pier where we'd get on the ferry and go across to the island. The bus, uh, well, we, we would uh, get on the bus just about 12-minute drive from our house. So that was awesome. We booked a bus and we found out that it was only $60 a person. And that seemed pretty, pretty cheap when you consider the cost of gas and the cost of parking. And I have not traveled anywhere to speak of on a highway coach, on a bus, other than when I took my students on bus trips. So I know what that's like. But other than that, I've never really traveled by bus. So I, I didn't know exactly what it would be like, but it was, it was very relaxing. We got on the bus at 8.20 in the morning, and the ride to Toronto was like totally peaceful and relaxing because, of course, there was no thought about, you know, what's happening with the traffic or parking or anything like that. In fact, I read a book most of the time that was written by an author that will be featured on an upcoming episode of, of the show here on Mindfulness Mode. Anyway, we got on the ferry to go across to the island, We'd prepaid for the ferry tickets, and they were really inexpensive, like less than $20 for the two of us. When we got to Toronto Island, we found out that, well, it was even more awesome than we actually expected. There were not a lot of visitors there at all. The amusement park turned out to be more like a a kiddie park. The rides were not open because this was a school day. But we could still walk around the park and we saw like all different kinds of animals because they had different like farm animals and things like that. There were, you know, um, goats and llamas and, you know, animals like that. We could go anywhere within this little amusement park just to look around, even though the rides were not operating. So there were like almost no people around at all. Then we decided to check out more of the island and there was this beautiful fountain and I mean flower beds that were 
totally breathtaking. As you know, I've gotten into gardening a little bit this year and planted some things in the backyard. And so I was really interested how they made these gardens look so amazing. Well, we decided to rent a bike and it wasn't exactly a bike. It was a four-wheeled pedal powered vehicle with a canopy roof to shade us from the sun. So it was kind of cool. The weather, it was really awesome. It was kind of sunny, so we were glad we had that protection from the sun. We had an hour to ride around on this vehicle and explore the island, and and that was absolutely beautiful. Later, we rented regular bikes for another hour, and after that, we had a swim in the, in the lake. We did not opt for the nude beach. But, well, there's always next time. (laughs) Anyway, it felt like the whole day was kind of a retreat of sorts. I felt like my level of mindfulness was way up there in the stratosphere. Most of the time we were on the island, it seemed like we were nowhere near a city at all. Then once in a while, we'd catch a view of the CN Tower over the trees was just beautiful over there. Now, we discovered that while visitors can't drive over there, we did see a few vehicles, and we learned that there are a few homes there, even a school that focuses on outdoor teaching and environmental science. After our relaxing ferry ride back to the city, we found a great restaurant, had a delicious meal, and then a peaceful, relaxing ride back home on the highway coach. We did not get locked out on a balcony at all. I didn't lose my keys. I don't have any stories about a frustrating experience. It was just a totally mindful, relaxing day, just like I talked about at the top of the show today. Are you able to plan a mindful day away? Or maybe just a mindful time in a local park or your yard? A guest I once interviewed told me she created a mindful space in her high-rise New York apartment. She had a small indoor tabletop water fountain on her desk, and she would put on a YouTube video of beautiful scenery and a mindfulness meditation. And she said she could just escape any stress or frustration just by simply doing that. Maybe that's something you could do. Or maybe, you know, you can... Of course, discover your own form of mindfulness, because sometimes if you're purposeful, you can truly do that, just like I've described. So, hey, Mindful Tribe, thanks for listening to the episode today, and we'll see you next time. Bye now. Hey, Mindful Tribe, check out my YouTube channel. Go to mindfulnessmode.com tv. I'd appreciate it if you would subscribe to the channel, maybe leave a comment on any of the videos. That would be absolutely awesome. And of course, you can always send me a comment or share some thoughts by sending me an email at bruce at mindfulnessmode.com. And with that, reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness. Stay in the mode.